Hey guys, today I'm so honored to be joined by one of my favorite YouTubers, Tara O'Neill. Tara is best known for her lifestyle videos and festival fashion hauls. Not only is her style impeccable, she is so cool and down to earth and we share the same passion for attending music festivals. Today, we're really going to be diving into her life and career as a full-time YouTuber, as well as discussing how we really feel about life with no events. Get ready for a jam-packed episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here. Happy Wednesday. It feels good to be sitting down and recording an episode. I am so excited for this to finally be out. You guys have no idea. Let me just preface this interview by saying Tara O'Neill has been one of my favorite YouTubers for such a long time. I There's just something about her that I relate to. I think she has the coolest presence. She's so down to earth. She keeps it real. She's hysterical. And the fact that I have her on today's episode, when I tell you guys this was like a dream guest for me, I still, this is like a pinch me moment. So I'm so excited for this to finally be out. You guys are going to absolutely love her. So get excited for today's interview. I just wanted to quickly say that I am sending everybody virtual hugs. This has been an extremely difficult past week, past two weeks. Um, Not only are we dealing with another situation of police brutality in America, there is a massive hurricane that was going down by Louisiana and in Texas on top of the pandemic. So I fully understand that there's a lot of heavy things happening right now. And I just hope that this podcast can entertain you guys and give you a moment of lightness and I hope you just enjoy it and are entertained and you can relax but I did just want to acknowledge that because I I fully understand that there are bigger things that are happening right now uh the next thing I just want to say is a huge thank you thank you for checking out this podcast I really appreciate you guys being here uh you can do all the things you can subscribe on YouTube to Emma Capotis we also have a brand new YouTube channel which is very exciting I should have announced this last week but it is called Rave Culture Cast Clips And it will just have different highlights from every episode. And with every single interview I've been doing lately, I have been filming bonus content with the guests that you will only get on the YouTube channel. So there will be bonus clips uh, and they're sort of like lightning round, get to know me style questions so you can get to know our guests a little bit better. So definitely go check that out and subscribe. You can also follow along with us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis on Instagram and Twitter. And lastly, you guys, I really appreciate you supporting the podcast by sharing this on your Instagram stories, following on Spotify, or rating and reviewing on iTunes, which brings me to my next point. I announced this last week, but we are doing our first giveaway. So all you have to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts. So I'm going to be checking through those. We're going to pick two random winners who will get to pick whatever item they want from the upcoming Rave Culture Cast merch launch, which will be coming hopefully mid to late September. So the winners can pick whatever they want, and I will send that to them free of charge as a way to say thank you for writing these reviews. It really helps people discover the podcast. So get over there, start writing those reviews, you guys, and who knows, you might be able to win a piece of merch, which is really exciting. Okay, last thing I want to say before we jump in here. Um, I'm going to be collecting submissions for a new episode 
And this is a series I have. So guys, we're bringing back hashtag ask Emma anything. I believe this is the third round. I love doing these episodes. Essentially, you guys write in questions. It can be about whatever topic you want, something you need advice on, something you are just curious about. It doesn't just have to be EDM or music festival related. Send me your emails to raveculturecast at gmail.com. And I will be going through those in a few weeks with a special guest this time. So it's not just going to be a solo episode. And again, it's completely curated by you. So whatever you guys write in, I will be answering and discussing. So we get to topic juggle, which I really love to do. So I think that's all I have. I'm going to jump right into our listener of the week segment now. All right, so this says, hey, Emma, I would like to give a huge shout out and thank you to Jose, a.k.a. Mr. Worldwide. He created the group Worldwide Rave Family and the Instagram is at Family, and brought so many people together by doing so. It's a community of nothing but love and positivity and he worked tirelessly on setting up meetups during festivals to creating merch and coordinating what festivals we go to. This is an amazing group and I always feel so connected and loved when I hang out with them at a festival. I made some awesome friends that I would never have met without him. So thank you so much. And that's from Debbie. So shout out Jose, aka Mr. Worldwide. And again, at Family. I think that's absolutely incredible. I didn't know this group existed. So it's amazing to see how many rave fams there are out there in different groups. So if you're looking to meet more ravers and things like that, guys, definitely check this out. Thank you, Debbie, for writing in. And Jose, you are our listener of the week. So if any of you guys are listening and you want to submit somebody uh, and nominate somebody, again, you can email me raveculturecast at gmail.com with your nominations for listener of the week. And it can just be a short and sweet message, just like that one was from Debbie. So without further ado, you guys, I know my intros are so long, Let's get into this interview with Tara. Again, like I said, I found her through, I believe it was some of her festival content. Um, She definitely has festival vlogs on her channel. Obviously, when we weren't dealing with this pandemic, she was attending a ton of events. Again, she's very big with rave and festival fashion. Her style is incredible. I'm always looking to her for inspiration. Her channel is also lifestyle oriented. So she does general fashion videos. She does a whole series like training with Tara and has talked a lot about her weight loss journey, which has been incredible. And again, in general, I just think she's so real and down to earth. And you guys are going to absolutely love her. She comes from the Bay Area. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let her introduce herself. So everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Tara O'Neill. Hi. There we go. What's going on? I'm like, tell me why I'm like nervous. My first like podcast interview so I'm like wow this is like such an experience oh I'm so excited okay that's always the best no so just know very casual I'd like to this just to be like a conversation and like I have a couple questions for you but in general like just go with the flow but yeah so just to get things started welcome to the podcast this is so exciting it's your first interview (laughs) okay so for those of you listening who don't know could you just do a quick intro to who you are where you're from how old you are and uh, what you do. Okay, so hello. My name is Tara O'Neill. I'm from, uh, well, I that's like a hard question. I've like moved okay. around a lot. Okay. So I'm from San Francisco. I was born here. My dad's like a first gen from Ireland. So he's from Dublin. And then my mom is from like Northern California. She's from San Carlos. So I'm like mm-hmm. 
basically was born in the Bay. Okay. And then I moved to Dublin in Ireland when I was six. And I spent like all of my elementary school there, like all of my childhood oh. there. Cause my, that's where my like dad's family was from. Okay. And then I moved back to high school. I mean, to the States for high school. Okay. And I lived in this place called like Orcas, Washington. It's like the San Juan Islands. They're literally like mm-hmm. islands. You have to take a ferry to get to them. Oh it's God. very small. Okay. Like, so that was my high school experience. And then basically during high school, my parents moved me back to the city, went, came back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I kind of have been here ever since. Like I kind of have okay. left and done other things, but basically I'm like from the Bay. And then I do YouTube. So I'm a YouTuber and my channel is basically like, I just explain it as fast fashion festival, fitness lifestyle. That's Mm -hmm. basically what I explain it as. It's a little iffy right now. Like I don't even know (laughs) what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that's my like little. Yeah. Is your, your family, are they in California now too as well? So my dad, so both of my parents live in Ireland now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they, they wow. live in Dublin and then I have like three other siblings. So mm-hmm. I have a sister in New York and then two brothers in Washington. Wow. Okay. That must be so tough. Cause like, we don't know when they're going to lift the travel restrictions and stuff. Cause oh, yeah. have you been there recently before all of this? I was there when I was last in Dublin, I was there last April. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, my mom's currently, she's in the States right now because She's just like visiting my grandma and stuff. So she's mm-hmm. here and I got the chance to see her last month, which was super nice because it had been a year since I had seen my mom. Sure. Oh, wow. It's like weird. It's weird yeah. getting old, <laughs> like living far away from your parents because yeah. like I'm right. so used to just like being close to them. Sure. Yeah. And how is life in the Bay? Like I feel, I feel, I've only been to California a couple times and I went with my parents to Sonoma and we just all got like drunk together, just the three of us. And like, Wait, wine you're from New Jersey, right? Yep, I'm in New Jersey now, born and raised born here. There? Yep. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. you went to Sonoma. That's crazy. Yeah, so we did that, and then I got to go to San Francisco for, like, the first time and loved it, but I felt like it wasn't enough time. Like, it was only two days, and there's such a big, like, EDM scene there. I feel like so many artists are from the Bay Area. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Elenium, I used to babysit Elenium's sister's kids. Stop. Dude, that's like a really fun little like thing <laughs> yeah. that I have is that they went to a private school here called SI and like he yeah. obviously I don't know if you know he has like his whole story where he like went to rehab in like mm-hmm. Colorado and stuff to recovery. Sure. And I was babysitting for this girl when I was like I don't even like 19 or something. Yeah. And or 20 or something like that and she said something weird like oh we're going to my brother's show tonight at 10 15 and I was like that's weird all my friends are going to 10 15 tonight like who's your brother and she was like oh his name's Elenium and I was like stop shut up can I get tickets please yeah yeah, but so to answer your question though like yeah the bay is super cool like there's super sick culture here but like I think it's really hard for like people to almost experience the culture unless they live Mm -hmm. here Right. Okay. Because obviously there's like Bay Area music, which is just like Andre Nicotina, like E40, like Easy. So there's that whole like Oakland culture where it's just like rap and like Bay Area music. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a huge hub of EDM that kind of strings more into like where San Jose is at because they're like have a lot of like bigger venues. And obviously we have a venue called Mountain View, which is more that way where we have like 
some of our bigger raves. So like mm-hmm. the Bay is very diverse, but there's like yeah. a lot, there's a lot happening, but it is okay. cool. Yeah. And you've been like, have you been moving around or are you kind of like staying put for now in, in your current uh, housing situation? Ugh, I talk about moving <laughs> like all the time. So like, I mean, if you've seen my videos, you probably know that I have, like, yeah. a psycho landlord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, but here's the thing, though, is that I I wanted to move. I'm pretty sure I still want to stay in San Francisco because that's mm-hmm. just, like, I don't know. I just, well, I don't know. It's hard because sometimes yeah. I feel like I need something completely new. But mm-hmm. then there's other things where I'm, like, oh, I've just started to find, like, super sick people that work in, like, arts as well. So, like, a lot of right, my friends right, right. are now like our DJs or their graphic designers mm-hmm. and I'm like oh it takes a long time to get to know creative people because usually sure. they're pretty like introverted but once you find yeah. them once yep. you find them you're like oh sick like this is my group right right, right. so yeah like I want to move out of this space because mm-hmm. even just like as a YouTuber you kind of just need a, a fresh like place to create and stuff because mm-hmm. like especially during quarantine, I spend so much time in my room. I'm like not really inspired anymore, which is yeah. not, not what you want. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely just like a lot being in one place. And it's interesting, like it's such a big city and the area you're in is big, but do you feel like at the same time, it's a small community? Like, do you run into a lot of the same people? Dude, SF is so fucking small. It is. Like, yeah. it, well, it's, it's hard to say like <laughs> if you, cause it's like, if you are into like specific things or say if you're like into like EDM, like mm-hmm. you will know everybody that is going to those things. Got and it. if you're more into like the Bay culture, which is more like street style and like Bay Area music and things like that, that's all the same people too. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they intertwine, not too often. Sure. I kind of I kind of float in between them all the time. Right, right. But no, basically the people that go out, you see them all the time. Like okay. it, it is pretty small. That's what I figured. And I, even like just with the EDM community in particular, like I've been meeting so many people through doing this, but at the same time, it is so small, especially when you do have festivals in general, like you actually yeah. meet the same people all the time at every single yeah. festival. Oh, that's why I was hoping to run into you at a fucking festival. I know. <laughs> I know. That would have been so sick because I would have been like, oh my God, I know who that is because <laughs> I don't know if you feel like this at all. Tell me if you do, but like- it's not that there are not YouTubers that rave. It's just that they're like, it's just not as big of a thing of people that actually care, I think. Right, right. Like yep. people that have like rave fans and like want to do big groups and like go out and like have a whole experience. I feel yeah. like it's not that it's not around on YouTube, but mm-hmm. it's just like not as common. I don't know. No, yeah, 100%. I think I'll have to like send you a link to um, my friend Vibe with Ada and I, we started a small Facebook group. I think there's like 15 of us in it specifically mm-hmm. for like festival content creators. And like, we're just what? using it as like a community to like bounce ideas. And like, obviously it's been a little quiet. Lately, yeah. But no, yeah, I, f- I found a lot of people through like their rave vlogs, but that will usually yeah. be like a one-off video and then their channel is yeah. about something like completely different. So I, I, I definitely feel that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. How is the EDM like scene in New Jersey? I wouldn't it's, even know. It's basically like Brooklyn and New York City. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying amazing. to think. Do I go to anything in this? No, I don't think I do anything really in New Jersey. Like I'm from North Jersey. So, and like I was working full time in Manhattan as well. So I was like in and out of the city every single day. And mm-hmm. I would either drive or at the time we were Ubering all the way to Brooklyn, which could be like 
a 50 minute drive. Right. Um, but it's Brooklyn started to pop up with like, they would just have these warehouses and then mm-hmm. just build them out. That. And um, the city definitely had more like clubs, which I did in my like mid twenties, had my little, you know, promoter phase. And oh, then yeah. Oh, yeah. over that real quick. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Brooklyn is like where you're going to go. And it's not even like, you wouldn't really park in the area and walk around. You kind of just like get dropped off and get picked up right away and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh my God, that's how I feel. Yeah. And so yeah. like for you, is it like, do you go out in New Jersey? I mean, obviously look, I don't know if you're going out right now, but like mm-hmm. if you go out, you don't really go out in New Jersey ever? Um, well, I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is like right on the water across the si- from the city. And I lived there for two years and loved it. Like that was a very, it was like a smaller city, like all yeah. young people, just a main street with bars, like back to back. And I mean, yeah, people play like Jersey club music all the time. Right. Um, and like the like Jersey Perry. shore during the summer typically would have like really fun beach bars and stuff, but like, Stop nothing. It. you've been yeah. there. That's like, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to me. That's like a real place. Do you know what I mean? Like, I you know. It, like I just was, I grew up on like Jersey shore, like yeah, obviously. <laughs> So it's like that to me. I'm like, damn, like there's clubs and stuff. And that's like people go there in summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I haven't been, so the show is filmed in Seaside Heights. I've never been there. It's definitely like a little sleazier of an area. I would say. My, my <laughs> one of my friends went last weekend for the first time. She was like, yeah, this is, this is bad. Um, oh but uh, a little further up is an area and there's this like bar called DJs and like, they will get major artists to play there. Like it's ridiculous. Like, I think I saw EDX there. Um, and Ooh. it's just like, they shut the blinds and at 2 PM, it is a fucking madhouse. Like people slamming on the walls. Like you don't know what time it is. What? You have to go. It's fucking insane. That sounds insane. It's yeah. Oh, dude, how much do you just miss shows? Uh, so much. It actually hurts. <laughs> it's like fucked up. Okay. I want to know what you had planned this year that did not go through. Okay. You flipped this interview with me. How did I you know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, also we're like meeting. So like, <laughs> yeah, like- true, true, true. um, Wait, so how many shows did I have planned? You said? Well, like, yeah, what did you, what got, because my life, I'll tell you what my life got canceled, but I want to know. Yes, please. I know. I think I saw you said maybe Miami. So I was going to do, I had done Ultra in 2017, and this was going to be the year I was like, I'll go back. I really want to do Miami Music Week. So that was like a last minute kind of send. Aww. And then I was going to do Ubby Dubby for the first time. That would have been my first Texas festival. Yeah. And then I was going to do Electric Forest for the first time, which has been like top of my bucket list forever. Yeah. And then I had a bunch of little ones like, Moonrise. I was going to go to Escape. That would have been my first SoCal festival. You know, I've heard crazy things um, about Escape. I used to really want to go to Escape. Well, like, I mean, I still would go, but yeah. people that are from SoCal are always like, oh my God, that's such a beginner festival. It's like all the kids from college mm-hmm. go there. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't yeah. care. It's like a really yeah. good venue and it's hot. And it's like, still, even though it's like for Halloween and like, it's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that pretty much would have been it. Maybe EDC or Orlando, which like, I know that still technically isn't like canceled right now, but I don't think we're going to get it's anything. So so, you just, yeah. yeah. You just don't even know. But I mean, I want to hear your schedule, but my, my hopes right now, I'm just putting this out in the universe. Like I have this really weird gut feeling that 2021 is going to be the year I send it to international festivals if they lift the travel ban, because I just don't think the United States will have them for a while. And I'm like, I might be going to Tomorrowland or something else. (laughs) No, like I really hope they, okay. So for you international ones, I'm kind of the same because I literally just got a message from like one of my subscribers. It was like, am I requested? Yep. And she was like, 
oh my God, Tara, like, just so you know, like Australia is having a fest, like having festivals for sure for New Year's. And I'm oh like, fuck God. you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, so yep. I'm like, and it's funny because I've always wanted to go like do an Australian festival, like tour kind of just be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to spend my winter there, like their summer and just like go to a yeah. bunch of like their, because fe- they have crazy like desert illegal festivals and shit like yeah. that. Have you ever been? Just in no, never. But I'm like one of those girls that's like kind of really fascinated with Australia. Yeah. And they're like very up on their like festival fashion. Like I look to them a lot for yeah, you do. Fashion. I was going to say, I studied abroad there for oh, did you? college. Yeah. It was just like a May master, but I went for a month and we like um, went all up and down the East Coast and it was like the fucking coolest trip of my entire life. Oh my but they do have like, they have a very interesting EDM culture because I feel like it came much later and it's still from people I've heard they're like the shows are far and few in between so you kind of have to go to the really big festivals but that would be that would be interesting I feel like you would thrive there yeah I know (laughs) I feel like it would be like honestly either really good or really bad like like, the best thing for me but also like the worst or like oh my god someone put this girl back in a cage well I mean after this is all over we're all gonna be uh going a little nuts I think I know right (laughs) but um no like the festivals that got canceled for me, I guess, well, like, it was just the worst. So basically, I had been to Snow Globe. I went to, like, Snow Globe in Tahoe mm-hmm. for, like, New Year's. And then I planned this huge trip. I don't know if you know, like, Crazy Ray Ray Saray. She's, like, she's one of my only YouTube friends, like, okay. that I've hung out with, like, in person, really, because we went to Snow Globe together. Okay, yep. And I had been to Ultra previously so I was like dude we have to go to ultra together but we were like if we're gonna do it we're gonna fucking do it so like I think we were supposed to be in Miami for like nine days and we were gonna do like Miami music week and then we were gonna finish it off with ultra and then we were going to just like be hungover like dying there for like two days after yep and I think it was like three days before we were supposed mm-hmm. to leave is when like the flights got canceled and they were like, yeah. it got canceled. You can't, cause I think ultra was the first of all the festivals to get canceled. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, wow, like that sucks. And then like, <laughs> yeah. was going to go to Coachella that got canceled. was going to go to lightning in a bottle. Oh that yeah. Got canceled. Mm-hmm. I was going to swing like two or one days of EDC Las Vegas, but I was like, I might die because it yeah. was like a week after LAB. <laughs> right. But like last year, I went to like three festivals, three weekends in a row. And it was just like, yeah, yeah I, I don't actually think I would recommend anybody to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to resist it, especially like, yeah. I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. And like, obviously, you know, do not wish coronavirus on this world. But like, Mm -hmm. I look back and think at what I had planned. And I'm like, I really think I would have been putting myself out financially. Like I, I just, once you start going, you, they just start building up and you're like, it's fine. I'll just figure it out. And I'll I'll just figure it out. And I'll just send it to this one. And now I'm like, okay, you know, I've had some time to save up money. Maybe that was the smartest idea. (laughs) And then you can be more, yeah, no, exactly. And you can be like more strategic on like what festival you really want to go to because Mm -hmm. like, I'm like the exact same, like in a way it was like, I was saving throughout like all of the dry months of like, where there's kind of nothing just mm-hmm. so I could like blow it all in spring. Yep, yep. And I was like, and I just love doing that. Cause I just think it's like so fun. But then it's like, 
okay, let's be realistic. Like I was repeating a lot of festivals, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, you always have those festivals that you love, but yeah. I feel like the whole part about festival culture and like being one of those like people that travels a lot is going to like as many different ones as you can and getting like all the bands yep and just like because every festival based on like I mean there's so many fucking states in America that it's like it really is like a really different type of culture when you go it's like Mm -hmm. because I know if I went to ultra or whatever I felt like the mass majority of like the boys there were very just like fratty like yep. jerseys like that kind of thing <laughs> yeah and then you go to Washington and it's like really heavy and candy and it's like very plur and it's like okay. pretty young so it's yep. like I don't know I actually like yeah. really I was really sad about probably the most sad about Lost Lands I like really wanted to go to Lost oh Lands. my god that's so funny that's yeah. I've heard such good things about just like the overall experience and like how they've put it together and I just think they nailed the theme like I love how they just take the dinosaur thing oh, and yeah. fucking run with it I think it's I so was cool. amazed by that I was <laughs> like because I went because I did base canyon and they didn't mm. have nearly anything yeah. on like that scale of production there's like basically no theme right but like the gorge is really beautiful so it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. like the venue's insane so they don't need a theme but like Los Angeles looks wild like literally yes. because so this I was so excited for this interview because I was like we're gonna have so much to talk about I know I <laughs> know so and it's like it's it is hard like because I'm having like festival conversations a lot like but I just know like they are gonna come back at some point and like yeah. it'll be fine like we're all gonna have so much fun at this point I just want local events to come back like I'll just take a small show in Brooklyn Dude, I would <laughs> take anything I would take literally because like San Francisco actually it has so many events, like, every mm-hmm. weekend, especially in, like, spring. And I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. Because I think, in a way, it also taught me, like, a little bit more about my partying habits and, like, how sure. they might yep. have not been the best. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I didn't, like, because festivals are very extreme. And, like, you're obviously, like, really overstimulated. And you have to have mm-hmm. lots of energy. And you're going for, like, days on end. Sure. And then you basically, like die afterwards and you have like post-festival depression and like all these things like it's so extreme yeah so for like me when I started like hanging out with my friends that didn't do that it was like mm-hmm. it's almost weird because we go too hard and we expect too much like we take it to like a different level yeah whereas like some people are like I just want to like sit and have some beers and chill and I'm like <laughs> no I'm ready to fucking rage. <laughs> I want a rage face. <laughs> like, I know. It's just so exciting yeah. when you get there and everything like that. But oh, what, well, God, what the first you... day is yeah. always, you're just too drunk. Like, it's just, do you drink <laughs> at festivals and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it just, it depends on the event. Like some, I did a small one. I did Imagine Music Festival last year, which was in Georgia. And that was also like kind of a last minute thing. That was the first one I ever attended, like as, um, I guess it was like they an influencer. Yeah, yeah, it was like an influencer thing. And that one like drank the entire weekend like aggressively. But it was so much it ended up being one of the most fun festivals. It took me by surprise. Maybe my that expectations crazy. were low. <laughs> that was crazy. They invited me to that, but I couldn't go. I remember okay. that. So th- that was when you went for that. Yeah. I was so curious about that. I remember getting the DM and I was like, surely not. Surely yeah. not. This can't be real. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Just in general, I do, I want to talk about your YouTube channel because I just have so many questions for you. And 
um, for anybody listening, like I, I know you cover a couple different topics, which as like a viewer, I really love because we're into similar things. Like I love that you do fitness videos and you throw that in there and like you kill it with the rave fashion and stuff like that. But what, when you first started, like what was your goal with your channel and what made you want to do YouTube? Yeah. So, well, I feel like YouTube, like anything for a lot of creators, like, well, for me, it definitely like happened over time, I guess. So like Mm -hmm. I started YouTube right after I graduated high school and I like, wasn't going to college right away. I was like going to take a break because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just like needed a hobby. And I was one of those kids that would like watch YouTube videos like under their covers when I was 13, because it was like not a cool thing to do. It was like pretty weird back then. And anyway, so I was just like obsessed with YouTube. I started doing like outfit of the days, like DIYs. I was just doing like that. And then as I kind of figured out like who I was as a person Mm -hmm. and things that I genuinely cared about, it was like, it kind of just came naturally. And as I started to make videos about things that like I cared, I don't know, like I would like go to a rave or something and I would do a little get ready with me. Or then like, I went through like a little weight loss journey, but also just like shared like my tips and like things I like to do. Cause I like do care about those things. Like, and I think a lot of girls and boys like do in their lives anyway. So I think when you find someone that kind of just is like, I don't know, just like is talking about things where you're like, well, I kind of think on this about this on a daily basis too. And like, that's what I like to get up to. I mean, it just happened like naturally, like, Yeah. yeah. So then I started to get a lot like way heavier into festivals and stuff. Like I was going, I think when I went to my first festival, it was like, I, me and my friends, we had all kind of started going at the same time, but like I more so was like, oh my God, what the fuck did I just find? (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And and then I kind of just left all my friends behind and I just like went on my own way and made all these different Mm. weird friend groups and like kind of just like did whatever. And then obviously I just like took my camera along the way with me and yeah. Sure. I just shared your life. I appreciate it though. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I've seen some of your videos too, like some of your fitness videos, like fucking skyrocketed. Did that happen like quickly or was that like over time? I actually weirdly am like doing a bunch of fitness stuff right now because I'm like coming back and like want to do more (laughs) fitness videos because people really like my fitness videos. Like I think it's because... I can't even like really explain why, but I think it's because when it comes to fitness, like I play, I like grew up my whole life, like doing sports. Like my dad was a boxer when I was a kid and like, I was like pretty intense and into it. So I think like when I really care about fitness and like how I get myself motivated to stay fit, it's like when I'm talking to a camera, I like really am believing it and like really like into what I'm saying. Yep. And I think it's just like when all people want, like when they want to lose weight and they want to feel better about themselves, they just need to be inspired and they need to feel like they can do it and they need Mm -hmm. to see somebody else that did it. So I feel like sure, that's just like what happened, I guess. And I like to use a lot. I think the huge thing is I like to use a lot of progress photos because it really Mm -hmm. is more encouraging for people to be like, look, this fucking takes time and like, it's going to be hard, but like you're, once you start seeing the results, you'll love it. And like, Mm -hmm. it'll kind of catch on and it just becomes a habit rather than like a project. Yeah, for sure. And like you, you're just like such a genuine person too. Like, I think people just want to see 
real results, but also nothing that's like super unobtainable or like, I don't know. I just like, it's relatable. And I think people can actually like use these tips and like apply them to their real life in general. So that's always like super helpful to watch. Digestible. That's the best way to put it. But um, are those your favorite videos to work on or like, do you have any? Yeah. Okay. So actually what's funny. So like my favorite videos to make which is funny because like quarantine, I've talked to some of my friends about this. I'm like, I fucking hate my videos right now. I hate them so much <laughs> because I just have been like uninspired. But August, very inspired. Awesome. Coming back. I like, <laughs> I know my shit. I like had a little like awakening. I don't know. Does that ever happen to you where you're like yep. in a rut and then you're yep. like, oh, this is what I want to do. For sure. Yeah. So I've been having some of those, but my favorite ones to film are I do really like fitness videos. I more so like the transformation fitness videos because it's really fun for you Mm -hmm. to reflect on what you've done as well. Right, right. And then I really obviously like my like rave vlog videos and like get ready with me and like those are just so fun. I almost, I rarely ever rewatch my own videos though. Okay, I was literally just thinking that question. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Do you ever watch back your festival vlogs or anything? Well, sometimes, but then also yeah. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> what am I doing? I feel like you, but, you do like, have such good t- I was going to tell you, I had, this is the power of your videos, girl. I'm wearing the Huda Beauty nude medium eyeshadow palette today. <laughs> I was like, I have to do that for Tara. Do <laughs> it. it. Yes, I love it. I love pink yeah. eyeshadow. Like, I can't. I just love it. Yeah, no, you yeah. look great. Thanks, girl. I, I yeah. love to get ready with me. Like, I think those, but th- maybe that's just me, like, where I'm at in my life. I'm like a female, yeah. but I just think they're so relaxing. And like, it depends on the type of YouTube viewer you are. Like, there's, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a designer, so I can have mm-hmm. YouTube on while I'm working all day long. So I'm sort of like a passive listener, or I'll have it in the background when I'm cooking. So I just like to hear something like relaxing, even if Wait, I'm not watching you, it. <laughs> what kind of design do you do? I, my undergrad's in graphic design, but now I'm a digital designer and I do, my full-time job is like doing front-end web design and sales design. decks and all that That's stuff. crazy. Yeah. I did graphic design. Do you really? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I did it in college. I don't do it anymore. Okay. okay yeah. <laughs> but you have a background in it. Yeah, I have a background in it. I did it for a bit. That's why like sometimes if I ever do my like little character things of my outfits, that's like mm-hmm. because it's something that I think is fun, but- okay. Yeah, sometimes I'll, like, do little projects for people. If they ask me, I'll, like, do something kind of behind the scenes and, like, pass it over, but, like, not too often. I find it kind of stressful. It is. Yeah, it's definitely, like, you don't realize, especially if you're going to do it as, like, a freelancer or something, like, you really have to be a people person as well because you're, you know, you got to please your clients, but it's a good thing to fall back on. It is. You can always pick it up. Like, it's just one of those things, and um, I'm curious with you, you quit your day job, which I was like sitting there cheering because it's just such a moment for you. Like, what was that whole decision? like? I mean, it was like very scary. So like for anyone listening, if you didn't know, I used to, so I went to college for, honestly, I did like my associates in graphic design, but at the Academy of Art in San Francisco, which is just like Mm -hmm. a really escalated, I mean, it's like, it's a very fast paced, like degree, whatever. Whenever you say that, it reminds me of like James Charles when he goes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Have you seen that? I don't know. I watch him sometimes, but I don't, I honestly only started watching him again because of like everything that's been happening, like yes. on the internet, whatever. Yes. And he'll, he'll be like, sure. But it's funny because like he's from New York, which is close by to you. So I'm like, anyway. Maybe I'm subtly picking up on it. I could be. That's Maybe. amazing. <laughs> Maybe it's just like an East Coast thing. I don't know. Could anyway, be. so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I was like doing graphic design and then. I got a job at Dolls Kill. Controversial. So like <laughs> at Dolls Kill HQ, which honestly, no hate or anything. We can even talk about it. Like sure. I had like a, a very good experience there, like in the beginning. And like mm-hmm. I it was just like a dream to work there. Cause like even as like sure. anyone that's into the festival like community, it's like one mm-hmm. of those places where like most girls are like, this is where I'm gonna go to like yep. get all my shit. Yep. And it's just like very niche is like very like for everybody you whatever so Mm -hmm. anyway and I always wanted to work in fashion so I was working in fashion and during that time I was just really into my YouTube channel like I was posting all the time and like also was going out a lot honestly that year was crazy for me because I was working three jobs like I was working so much I was doing dolls kill full-time which I did like influencer marketing, which was like kind of random because like, it was just like really similar to what I did. Sure. And then I was doing YouTube and I was posting like, like very frequently. And then like three days a week after work, I would babysit like for this family. Oh my God. Babysit for like in college. But I just like was, I'm like really close to them as a family. Mm -hmm. They're like also a part of the Irish community. So I I just, they're like my second family, whatever. So it was like, it was a lot and it was a crazy year. And then as I stayed working there, more YouTube opportunities started coming. Mm-hmm. But then it was like my other work never slowed down. Right, so right. I would flip flop and be like, damn, like, what do I want to do? You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how am I going to make this work? And then I was kind of having some issues where I was working just yeah. like with like management and just shit like that. And like pay sure. and being like, they don't value me like whatever right, right and so I was like fuck this I've always wanted to be a YouTuber I'm yeah. just gonna do it and then I kind of just been doing it damn oh my god yeah that's so crazy I feel like you you honestly just have to get to a point though where you have to be you literally just have to take a leap of faith and, and yeah. go for it yeah. you do have to just be like okay like I'm gonna make this happen and then it's like once you quit it is scary though you're like oh my god I just quit like I have like now I have no other choice yeah so I mean it is a lot and it also is hard because it's basically like freelance and like Mm -hmm. I've had the opportunity I was with like a management I dropped my management because fuck that it's like it's really fun just to do it by yourself and like that way I get to talk to all the brands and things by myself and like Mm -hmm. you get to make build like a really good relationship with the brands yourself instead of like your manager talking to them for you right right like I had a really good manager um but then she ended up leaving to like wherever Emma Chamberlain was and I was like oh <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even bitter go like that go. sounds amazing sure sure and after that I was like just wasn't really clicking with anybody and I was like at mm-hmm. this point I feel like I would rather just do it myself so then okay so now I'm just like out here doing it myself doing the damn thing oh my god yeah no those are going to be some of my questions for you like off the record so I'll ask you oh really yeah no I'll talk about anything and I feel like listeners just 
probably are curious. So no, yeah, it's well, it's so interesting. And like the other thing, I think the biggest thing I have questions about with like YouTube is obviously a consistent platform. Like to me, it's not a concern of like it's going to go anywhere. Like I think it's clearly shown it's going to be a stable job platform. It's not like a TikTok which could maybe get banned tomorrow and like mm-hmm. be a problem, and then you're screwed okay. if you're just a TikTok creator. But at the same time, like, I don't know if this affected you, like, with COVID, um, across the board between YouTube and my podcast, shit, like, tanked right in the middle of March. And now it's starting to, like, stabilize again. But, like, something happened with the algorithm that, like, I still haven't been able to recover from. So I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to (laughs) do? It's, like, really hard. I mean, and that, too, is just, like, scary for creators because you're like, how am I supposed to, like, find a balance and feel like I'm, like, always progressing when it's, like, factors are kind of playing against you. Do you know what I mean? So for me, like, in quarantine, I was just, like, very – the beginning of quarantine, I was like so stoked. Well, I wasn't not, I wasn't stoked for quarantine, but yeah. I was like stoked because I thought I was going to be like going to festivals and stuff. Yeah. And then I kind of had this perspective where I was like, okay, quarantine's happened, but I had all these really fun videos planned. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm just going to do it anyway. Who cares? Because yeah. I know the girls and boys that like, or any, literally anyone mm-hmm. that watches my videos likes it for this topic regardless if it's happening or not yeah and then then I kind of got really sad and I was like my life got canceled and I felt really bad for myself so then I was like I did it so then I like didn't make videos like for a couple weeks so I just was Mm -hmm. like I need this for like my mental clarity or whatever yeah sure anyway so now I'm like coming back from that and I'm back to like the I'm just gonna make videos about festival fashion because that's what the what I like to fucking talk about and I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Good. Perfect. No, exactly. I think I think a lot of people are on like a very similar wavelength to that. Like obviously not just creators, like probably anybody, but yeah. you know, it's been six months into the year now. Like I, I feel the exact same to you. There there was a couple months there when I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing. Have no clue. Throwing oh shit at the wall and see if it sticks. It's like I was Ugh. talking. I was talking to this girl. I don't know. She's like, she's just like this designer online that I'm like fond of. Her name's Young Reaper, and we were like messaging, and she w- and we were just talking about like, okay, dude, if we can get through this year, we mm-hmm. can do anything. Like we yep. can, we can do it. And I'm like, yep. it's so tough. Like on your mind it Mm -hmm. it really is it's like it takes a lot of like mental power to like get through this all I mean do you live alone I live alone no I'm uh, engaged I live with my fiance yeah that's so awesome (laughs) we're trying to move we're trying to move to a house that's like been a whole thing we're supposed to close at the end of August and buying a house is one of the most stressful things you'll ever do with your life (laughs) oh my god I've heard like that's crazy are you gonna stay in Jersey though yeah Yep. Oh my god, that's yeah. exciting. So, so you're trying to get out of here. <laughs> when did you guys get engaged? In the middle of this, like May 15th. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I know. So it kind of fucked up his plans a little bit, but uh <laughs> nah, you're like, whatever. I just have a ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was one of those moments where it's like there because yeah, like going through the same like mental yeah. issues or stuff like that. And you're I I quickly adapted like the this can't be a throwaway year like I quickly was like no like your life fucking has to go on or or you're gonna waste an entire year or however long like of your life and so I I told him I was like no I'm so glad you did it like I wouldn't have wanted you to wait until all this shit is done because who knows when that will happen (laughs) and especially if it was like going to happen anyway it's like you might as well you might as well just done it now so it's like 
one, something to look forward to, something to be excited about. Now you get mm-hmm. to plan for like wedding, moving, yeah. anything. Yeah. It was good but, news to tell family too. Everyone yeah. created that call in the middle of all of this shit. So. Oh my God. <laughs> See, that's exciting too. Just like stuff like that. It's like a whole yeah. process. So yep. yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, it's one of those years where it's like definitely a lot of mental and like for me, I'm like, it definitely has made me think about my life. I'm like, okay, am I happy where I'm living, where I'm at, what I'm mm-hmm. doing? You rethink everything, which I think yeah. is like kind of a good thing in a way. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm into like doing um, tarot cards. I like pick that up throughout this time. And I heard somebody describe this year as this. And I was like, wow, that's actually accurate. There's a card in the tarot card deck called the tower, which it's probably like the most negative decks. If you get that, you're kind of like, oh, fuck. And the tower is like, it's a picture of a tower with like a lightning bolt hitting it and everybody's like falling out. And it's like, if you get a card like that, it's usually like an inevitable change is happening. That's going to like rock you to your core. There's no avoiding it. It's usually something that's going to like, you know, fuck your life up. But the whole point of it is it, it was like your foundation wasn't stable to begin with. And so you're supposed to rebuild it. And so someone was like, this entire year is a tower year for everyone, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Cause it's like, was your life really on a stable foundation or are you building it on one now? If that makes sense. Whoa. That's <laughs> I know. Think about it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Damn. And that's why I said, I was like, no, because I feel like I was just kind of like in this rat race of doing all this shit. And now I've act like, to your point, I've had time to sit and think about like what's actually important to me now. So yeah, a hundred percent. Like going from last year, working three jobs to this year, having like your one mm-hmm. and you were so like already I had slowed down just from like working. I actually had like afternoons off. Like if I wanted to go do something, I'm like, wow, right. what is this life? I don't know. <laughs> yep. But, um, and then it's like, but then it was like, this year was supposed to be like, you, know, you everybody had plans for 2020. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't even want to like <laughs> keep going on. Cause like everybody got shit on it. I don't want to sit here being like, poor me because like, in regards to like honestly everything that's happening this year with like the black lives matter movement and all that i mm-hmm. feel like it was actually great because there's so much time and like for us to really focus on important things that like us as a country have never properly dealt with anyway so like right. it's just it's a really good year for everyone to take a pause and be like listen like what's important like what should we mm-hmm. focus on yeah and like, hopefully we just get it all together and people wear a mask so we can get back to it <laughs> I know, right? Why is America so dumb? Weird. It's like the, it's actually embarrassing. Yeah, no, it it truly is. It makes you, it just makes you real. You're like, has it always, I guess it's like, yeah, like, has it always been like this? And now just nothing's going on. So we're realizing like how selfish people, because that's how I feel. Sorry to pop off, but I just feel like it's, I just feel like America is extremely selfish. Like everybody else got their shit together and they were like, collectively, let's make this better for other people's health. And then America's over yeah. here like, I want my rights and I want to oh, do Oh, I know. It's, it's all the fucking Karens and whatever out there. It's <laughs> like, relax. I mean, it's hard yeah. too because like, I live, obviously like San Francisco, it's like a very liberal place. So yeah. I don't really know what it's like to live for somewhere sure. where it's like, yeah. Just not like, I mean, just like, I don't, I just don't get it. So like, mm-hmm. I'll just, also I'm just chill and like, I'll just <laughs> stay home, abide by the rules. Like, I don't really care. I know. I'm just like trying to mind my own business, but like, yep, yep. It's, I think it's hard because America is so big too, that it's like all the states mm-hmm. are trying to do whatever they want. Yeah. When we yep. kind of all just needed to like, just chill. 
Yeah. No, I know. We're, we're going to get through it. We're going to be okay. And like, honestly, like I try to tell myself like things like this may not have happened. Like this has honestly been the best thing ever. And it's, you know, given me time to reach out to people and who knows, like if everybody's schedule was, I was busy, <laughs> you know, you just started, you just started this for quarantine, right? The podcast or the, no, it's, I started April, 2019. So a little over a year oh. now. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I saw, I like looked at your episodes and you were like in really high numbers. And I was like, holy shit, did she do all of those in like quarantine? <laughs> That's crazy. No. Yeah. No, I, it, it's kind of evolved. I definitely got more into like the interviews um, this year, like with Zoom and stuff. I wasn't recording them. And like, that's been the best feedback I got. People are like, I really enjoy seeing the video of like you got you actually talking to people and stuff. So yeah, you know, it all, I think it, if it all, I like watch podcasts sometimes, if I'm like in my room, it's playing, I do like the video. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's better to hear people. And I, I mean, as a listener, I was like avidly listening to podcasts every single day on my commute into the city. And so I understood why the numbers plummeted because there was like a solid month. I My routine was different. I stopped listening to them and now I'm back. I like put them on in the morning. So I think that's, that's good. It's starting to get back into a routine. But anyway, um, <laughs> last couple of questions here. Sorry, before I let you go. Um, what, what can we expect from you? What's coming up? What are you excited about? Yeah. So, okay. So I do have some things I'm excited about in August. So for anybody that is like watching me knows me or even doesn't know me i just decided fuck it i don't care i'm making videos that are like related to festival fashion and things like that so what i'm doing is i don't know if i'm posting them on thursdays or fridays yet but in august like either every thursday or friday i'm going to post like a festival related video whether it's like styling or just like buying from independent fashion designers that are like festival related that i really like and want to share or like Awesome. Just like fun little videos like that. And then yeah. I want to start doing um, like festival Fridays where I will do like hashtag festival Friday and I'll do a festival look every Friday on Instagram. So then like when we end up getting back to festivals, people can just like go back and find yeah. info. And then like, I want to just have like giveaways. I don't know. August is just a fun month where I'm like, I'm taking my life back and I'm just like going to do things that I like to do anyway. So you guys can look out for that. So that's what I want to do. I'm actually more seriously starting to look into moving out. So hopefully I'll be in like a new space and I have to redecorate. Okay. So that'd be fun. A lot of this will come with me, like my pictures and yeah. stuff, but like <laughs> it'll be like decorated differently. Nice. And then I'm like looking more into doing like some merch, but by myself. And it'll like I was thinking that I was going to be yeah. like, I would love to see you come out with a like clothing line or something one day. Yeah. So like my, my long term goal is definitely like a clothing line. I have a name for it and everything. I can tell you after yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's awesome. It's really fun, but it's like, yeah. So like, I definitely ha like regrounded myself and was like, okay, these are my goals. This is what mm -hmm. I want to work towards. Like kind of what you were saying, like, this isn't a throwaway year. I'm like, yeah. let's get back to it. I don't know. So I'm like looking into planning that, but I'm also just like trying to figure out more about doing things by myself instead of leaning on others. Cause I'm a very like, mm -hmm. I don't want to like rely on other people to get something done when I could just like kind of do it myself. So sure. I'm starting to like get into that. So I'm like exploring options of more clothing lines, starting off with hoodies, like t-shirts, things like that. And then going more into like the design aspect. Awesome. Yeah. I, I could just totally, like your aesthetic is so cool. I could totally see that doing Thank so well you. for you. And a hundred percent do the videos that you love because you can tell how excited you are about them right now. And I feel like mm -hmm. you'll just get so much joy putting them out there. And 
I've noticed this the whole time. I don't think any interest has been lost for Raven Festival fashion. Like people keep buying things. I've bought things. Like I don't even think that's like going anywhere. And you, I've discovered so many um, shops and things like that from you. So it's like, you know, people are always looking for inspiration and new places to shop from. So I appreciate those videos. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, no, I was going to ask your perspective too. I'm like, what do you want to watch? hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, well, I thought of this one I did because I died when, okay. So Tara did this video where she was re- reviewing her subscribers outfits and she, oh, yeah. I, I got in the video. I was so fucking pumped and yeah. I died because you point, pointed out something really good. I always wear the same silhouette. So I literally wrote in my notepad. I have, I don't know if you like organized ideas, but I just have a notepad oh, yeah. like future ideas written down. Uh-huh. And I wrote in all caps. I was like, Tara said, no more matching sets, bitch, mix it up. <laughs> no, I, I, know. Loved it. <laughs> I was like, so happy to incorporate you too, because I was like, listen, <laughs> like, I know you go all the time. I'm like, this is someone that's like literally in the culture. Like I couldn't not put you in. <laughs> I'm going to do this. But then I was like, honestly, I was like, you can kill it. Like, I know you have, like, I know that you're like a part of it. I don't know. Like, I just know that you know that there's like a lot of brands and things out there. So I'm like excited sure. to see what you do. I can't wait. And yeah, people have been coming out with such like good stuff lately too. I'm like, I literally have a full rave bin of clothes just waiting to go and be seen by the world one day. <laughs> people are still dropping shit. So like, that's why I'm kind mm-hmm. of, oh, but, like, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's awesome. Um, What did I have? A, I had one more question for you about your <laughs> rave line, but Okay, we'll, we'll chat offline, but um, yeah. plug your social media handles before I let you go here. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram. Uh, wait, no. You guys can find me on YouTube at like Tara O'Neill, O-apostrophe-N-E-I-L-L. And then my Instagram is at Tara Zero Neal. That's kind of it. I just use those two. Perfect. Okay, I'll link everything below. Um, Tara, hang tight. Everybody else, I will be back uh, in just a minute with EDM News. Yay, Bye. <laughs> Alrighty, you guys. Thank you so much, Tara, for coming on today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. It was seriously so surreal. I honestly can't believe that happened, but it was so much fun getting to know her. Um, She's exactly how she is uh, in person as she is online and on YouTube. So definitely go show her some love. Um, Give her a follow and check out her YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe over there. You guys will find tons of videos to binge watch and enjoy so thank you all so much for doing that Alrighty, next up i want to get into our edm news segment we had a lot happen in this past week since i've recorded last so definitely want to get through everything so let's start out with the biggest announcement which i'm sure a lot of you are aware of at this point and this comes from the man the myth the legend pasquale rotella who is the owner of insomniac events he gave us basically it's not even the second half of the year, it's past that, but the state of 2020 update as far as Insomniac events go. So he wrote, I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. As you might have imagined, we have moved EDC Las Vegas to May 2021. We will also be shifting Nocturnal Wonderland, Escape Psycho Circus, and EDC Orlando and Dream State SoCal to 2021 as well. Is this surprising to anybody listening right now? No, I think we all knew this was coming. Does it hurt any less? Absolutely not. It's just kind of like the dagger in the heart on top of this year. But I think, in my personal opinion, it was the safest move to do. I don't think anything has really changed as far as large-scale events in the United States. So it makes sense. Uh, He continues, While this year has been full of ups and downs, it's something I found a lot of positivity and excitement in. 
this extra time to plan is going to allow us to make our 2021 events the best we've ever had, both creatively and logistically. Snaps to that. Very excited. In the meantime, we will, of course, continue to keep the vibe alive through Insomniac TV with a bunch of new live streams and rave So stay tuned for those announcements. Keep your heads up and let's continue to look out for one another. I see a bright and amazing future ahead and can't wait to be with all of you on the dance floor once again, which is amazing. Honestly, I think in the beginning, like when we're talking March and April of this year, I genuinely thought maybe like EDC Orlando would squeeze by um, based on how things were happening in Florida at the time. But again, I feel like this is the safest bet. Um, I'm very much looking forward to events next year. You know, I remain hopelessly optimistic that events will come back at some point, maybe not early in the year, but definitely maybe summer or later in the year. And I completely agree with him. That gives, you know, festival companies more time to plan for these events and make them even bigger and better. And we all know the experience will be just that that much more incredible when we finally get to go back. One thing I wanted to point out, which I know some other people noticed, I initially was going to say Insomniac canceled all their events for 2021, but that's not necessarily true because he does not mention Countdown or Audiotistic. No New Year's Eve festivals are listed there. So I do want to point that out. Maybe they're holding out hope that those could squeak by. Who knows? I know those are much smaller scale than obviously like an EDCO or EDC Las Vegas, but just want to point that out. I think that's pretty interesting. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned in the next few months um, if we're going to see any New Year's Eve festivals happening this year. All right. In other festival news, uh, we also got a cancellation of WWE Times Freaky Deaky. This one has been changed twice now. WWE was supposed to be happening in April in Texas. It got it didn't get canceled. It got postponed to Halloween and it was going to be a combined festival with Freaky Deaky they just came out and announced um, that that event is canceled. So UBW will be happening back when its normal dates would have been. So it says April 24th and 25th, 2021. The lineup has dropped. Guys, it was already fire and it hasn't changed because it's the same lineup. <laughs> I think like two people are different. Vibe with Aid mentioned that. She looked through the whole thing and only two artists were different. I'm very happy with that. I have tickets to go. It was supposed to be my first UBW this year. I'm very much looking forward to it. I rolled my tickets over. I thought the lineup was incredible in the first place. I mean, you have some of my favorite artists on there, like Seven Lions and Elenium and Io and Cascade. So, and Noizu, like it was already really good. So I'm very much excited about that. Tickets are now on sale. I am selling tickets still through Pollen. They're $5 off. It's small, but it's something. So if you guys or your rave fam needs tickets to UBW, DM me on Instagram at Emma Capotis. And I will happily hook you guys up with a link for that. Uh, another festival announcement. So Elements Festival is announcing a small scale event that's going to be in northeastern Pennsylvania the weekend of September 25th and 26th. So this is they're calling it an open air retreat with advanced two part testing. The lineup is pretty dope. Obviously, it piqued my interest because Wax Motif is on it and you have Soul Clap, you have Desert Hearts. So some really incredible artists. Um, it says there's going to be mindful activities, water sports, art classes, yoga, meditation. So this is definitely more of like an interactive well-being kind of festival. I can't think of the word right now. Arts and wellness kind of festival. There you go. I'm pretty sure I read something that this was they only were selling an extremely limited amount of tickets. Um, I had them on Pollen. I'm not sure at this point if I still do, but feel free to message me. I had... I believe it was the cabin left, a GA pass plus the cabin you could stay in, or I had VIP. Um, it was like an apartment or something like that. But as far as I know, all of the tent camping is sold out. So 
if you guys are interested, feel free to DM me um, and you can check them out on Instagram at Elements Festival underscore if you want to read more details on this event. Okay, in other news, Dead Mouse announced that he's going to be launching his own streaming platform. So the actual show was actually this past Friday, September 4th. He was playing um, a set as Test Pilot, which is his techno alter ego. And yeah, he's basically launching his own platform. It was going to debut in the beta stages. And it said, we are still waiting for more details on what the full platform will entail. Big Dead Mouse fans will recall that this is not the first time he has launched a platform like this. He's known for streaming video games to his studio sessions. Dead Mouse has started a formal platform several years ago, which eventually closed. This is a new opportunity to connect with his renowned with this renowned artist and his label Mousetrap. So very exciting. I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to be pumped to hear that. I'm going to definitely try and check that out. I think you had to purchase a ticket for it. So, you know, it will have already happened at this point. So I will report back how that experience was. Uh, Okay, another news. I had to read this. This one hurts the soul a little bit, but I saw this going around on social media. So we got to share it. There's an article on EDM Maniac that says, Raves and festivals up to 5,000 people are now allowed to return in France. So it says, after months of strict social distancing requirements and lockdowns due to the coronavirus, those that reside in France are officially free to enjoy live music and events without social distancing requirements. As of yesterday, the French government has approved any events, both indoor and outdoor, with less than 5,000 in attendance. This includes theaters, nightclubs, movie theaters, and concerts. This makes France the first country to approve larger scale events without a requirement to follow social distancing for live events. So it's going to be really interesting. I feel obviously the United States is going to be like the last people probably to have it back because we suck. But um, no, I'm kidding. We obviously don't suck. We just are struggling to figure this COVID thing out. Um, But yeah, I feel like this is the guinea pig. So we'll see how it goes. The UK was doing that event where everybody had their own private platform they could stand out on outside and they were all social distanced. So I guess we'll have to see what happens with these um, smaller scale events that don't have any social distancing required. So that's very interesting. Hopefully, guys, fingers crossed for next year. Next year is going to be our year. Okay, um, I think that's everything actually for EDM News today. Let me just jump into our songs of the week and then I will let you guys go on with your merry day. So our songs of the week, we got a lot. It was a big New Music Friday last week. Very pumped about that. For those of you who don't know, I have a playlist on Spotify. It is called New Music Friday to celebrate the weekend with the top picks in EDM. I update it every week, uh, cycle through all the songs there, and I go through all of the really big releases that come out in dance music, and I pick my favorites It's all genres. I don't play any favorites here. It's whatever comes out. So my number one I have to mention is, of course, Elenium. Elenium blessed us with some new music, which was really, really exciting. The song is called Nightlight. It's what you would expect. It's beautiful vocals. It gives you all of the feels of an Elenium song. It's definitely on the softer side, but um, I feel like that's going to be a big favorite, and I can't wait to hear that live. Porter Robinson fans already know he came out with a new single called Mirror. I actually really liked this track. Some of you might know I'm not like the biggest Porter Robinson stan, but I love him as a person. Just his music doesn't really click with me, but I actually really liked Mirror. So that's saying a lot. Uh, It has a more chill kind of vibe to it. Very pretty track. Um, I would definitely recommend checking it out. I know the Porter fans are very excited. So it's good to have new music out of him no matter what. 
And the last single I want to mention is from Oliver Heldens, who's my, my man's. I love Oliver. His song, Break This Habit, is finally released. He's played this in a couple of his live stream sets. Um, it's very dancey, a little bit more clubby, kind of got a tropical vibe to it. But that one's a fun one, a little bit more upbeat. And then two albums dropped on Friday, which I would 10 out of 10 recommend. Number one, the new Lane 8 album. It's just a couple tracks, but he has been consistently releasing new singles every single Friday. It's seriously been getting me through quarantine. And so this album features a bunch of those singles that I've probably already talked about every single week as my songs of the week. So like Run, Shatter, and then a few new new singles were on that album. And lastly, the album that was just dropped from Paul Van Dyke. It is called Guiding Light. My trans fam, you guys, this one is for you. It is so good. And like, I don't listen to trance all the time. I love it. I like seeing it live. But this album, like I've been playing it all weekend, just got me back into it. And it reminded me why like trance kind of just like hits you in your feels. So much fun to dance to. It's really, really incredible. He's a legend. So definitely check out Paul Van Dyke's new album. If you guys are either getting into trance or you're already a big trance fan, you're all going to love it so much. So that is everything for our songs of the week and for the whole episode, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope you enjoyed the interview. Again, go show Tara some love. Some quick reminders here at the end of the episode. You guys know the drill. You can always follow along with us at Rave Culture Cast and at Amica Potis on Instagram and Twitter. Do not forget to join our Facebook group community. If you guys are looking for other people to meet in this community who have the same interests as you, you're looking for a rave fam, maybe people to attend events with in the future, definitely click the link in the bio here and come join the family. And again, you guys, check out the Rave Culture Cast clips, the new YouTube channel for the bonus interviews. Tara's interview will probably be up tomorrow on there so you guys can get a little bonus clip from her, which is really exciting. And lastly, submissions. Uh, send in your submissions and your entries for Ask Emma Anything. Really excited about the, that episode. It's going to be really fun. Um, so email that to raveculturecast at gmail.com. And same thing for your listener of the week nominations. I am running low and I'm looking for more people to shout out every week. I think that's all I have, you guys. Screenshot this today. Make it your stories on Instagram. And do not forget to enter our giveaway by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all stay happy and healthy this week. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.